Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, actor, comedian, and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubble. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Well, uh, it's a bad week for ironic schadenfreude moments, I suppose. Um, this week, I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, a bad week or a good week? Uh, uh, well, I guess it, I guess it's debatable. You know what? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, dang it, you stumped me. Gotcha. Um, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, I think, uh, it, by the way, happy Saturday, everybody. Tonight is Sexy Liberal in San Francisco. As soon as the show is over, I am beating feet to the airport. To get up That's there in so time cool. for sound check, bring dragging my guitar along, um, and uh, and my head rush and my uh, you know nice. like the smallest smallest rigging I can possibly carry anywhere. Like things are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. As uh, Lord of the, man. In, yes, that's right. In the in the immortal words of uh, Faith No More. So lots to cover today. Not the least of which, by golly, is uh, is the fact that last night. Well, let's see if I. I I think I got the audio on. I don't know if we'll be able to hear. Never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never oh, report no. the crowd on January sixth. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki, Nikki Haley. Haley. You know they? Did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything? Deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it, because of lots of things. Like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her ten thousand people. Um. So, in so case Nikki, you're confused, Haley, he means Nancy Pelosi, right? Yes, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, the names rhyme. <laughs> sure, they're both women, which is mm-hmm. like, can we can we just uh, you know in 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 Trump think? Can we just put all women into one category of the problem and just leave it there? Um, I don't yes. know. If, have you did you by any chance, Johnny Million, see the the pictures? Now, um, you, you and I have both have been in long term relationships some that yeah. even predate our current long-term relationships yes and there are moments that any any relationship has where you know maybe you're getting on each other's nerves there's a you know there's highs there's lows yeah, there's impossible uh, miscommu- miscommunications difficult yeah. and then there are and then there's i guess situation where the the entire relationship takes a turns a corner it just it goes it either goes the the way you want it to and you're like okay we're out of the woods or nope this is what it is from now on yeah and anybody who saw the the foot the post funeral footage did you see trump and his post funeral footage where he came out of the funeral no. with, whose funeral who died um uh melania's mother died oh i saw that right yeah and you wait you witnessed her death where were you where have you been i it knew was- it so it's okay. taken a long time for me to come clean with this. Right. But you're the one who pushed Ivan- Ivana down the stairs. Yeah. The, um, oh, God. So the anyways, he comes out of the funeral like he's, uh, it, you know, he's standing next to Baron, I guess. And, and they walk out in the funeral procession, yada, yada. But when they left, he was going to get into the SUV with her. And she was not having it. There was a whole moment oh, where yes. he was planning it in and she was like, it was like that moment in Iron Man where he's like, sorry, uh, this is the fun bee. The humdrum yeah. bee is back there. <laughs> uh, 
And and there's a there's a picture of her. And I mean, bless her heart, she's at her mother's funeral. And, you know, just oh, yeah. stacks, you know, that kind of stuff on top. But she just is spitting mad about something. Uh, I'm, and I'm, you know, is it, I, I you know, to, to the normal crowd, I think it would be like, is it Elena Haba um, related? You know what I mean? Is it, yeah. uh, is there something going on there? Is it, or, or is that the relief valve that gets him off her case where she's like, just go. I don't want you here. Go hang out with your lawyer. We've made an agreement. Right. You have the lawyer and I have the rest of my life. Um, but either way, really odd weekend if you're Donald Trump in general. Yeah. And it, according to the chairman of the New Hampshire GOP, it is very possible that mm. uh, that Trump could lose the uh, New Hampshire primary this weekend, this week. Oh, my. For, yeah, for real, like lose it, not just, you know, come in, you know, it's close and he comes out ahead, but Nikki Haley has a good showing that drives her and like actually lose it. And it, regardless of the polls, because the issue with the polls is, is you got a lot of on, on the, they're going by the very strong support idea. Not a lot of people in the Republican party, especially in New Hampshire and other places have total strong support for Nikki Haley or for Ron DeSantis or anybody else who's, you know, or, you know, I don't know, uh, Shemp Lewinsky, whoever else is running the, you know, the third, fifth tier people, which is bad news for Trump. And, you know, people will, you know, mock the idea that there's no such thing as bad news for Trump amongst his crowd. But in reality, these folks are um, they're not excited about the, uh, the specific candidate. They're just excited about anybody but him. Yep. And that's at this point, that's about 50 percent of the party. Yeah. And, it, and, I, and I don't know how many times I have to say this, but you've got a full quarter of the Republican electorate that is not going to vote for Donald Trump again. This is not about Democrats crossing the line in New, in New Hampshire and uh, you know re-registering as Republicans and voting uh, you know in the primary. This is not about independents that vote that vote Democratic every time who are just trying to you know RF the the, the you know Trump's chances to be the to win the primary. It would be a wasted effort, anyways. If the ideology is the idea is that there's it's sort of a fait accompli and he's ahead by 60 points or whatever. What difference would it make if a small group even, you know, uh, uh, how would you motivate over, say, 5000 people, 6000, 10000 people that you would need in some of these states to cross over and go through this process? It just there's no reason for it. Nobody's getting up and walking through the snow, you know, to do anything even involving themselves. So like the low turnout in Iowa was, is a great example of this. People did not show up. He won by a huge margin because a huge section of their own party has given up on either the yeah. process of voting entirely or the party until Donald Trump is no longer a thing. And, and watch you, you watch when like four years from now, when there's a, you know, they've kind of shaken the fever off and he's, you know, gone into the great doddering unknown or wherever he, you know, finds himself. Yeah. There will be a resurgence of people who, you know, this, you know, renewed, like, you know, neo gops out there who will say, you know, I'm a, I, it feels good to be a Republican again. And we have a good, f strong conservative base, blah, 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 whatever they're going to sell, but they'll come out of the woodwork. All these people who pretended they didn't vote for Trump and pretended they didn't vote for George W. Bush, for example, you know, maybe even crossed over and voted for Obama to just kind of assuage their guilt about, 
you know, starting the, the, the Iraq war and his response to any number of things or Cheney or any of these things, they're going to come back out. You know, they'll go, all right, now I've, I've done my penance and my time in the desert. Now I'll come home to the, you know, and we'll revive the value of the giant R. Um, and wear it, you know, I'll, I'll back to liking my sports team again, which is, right. you know, but l- let me read you a quote real quick, Johnny Million. Please. And and you tell me if this was said, and, you know, I mean, you obviously know this is going to be a, it's going to come across as like a trick question. Um, so I, I don't suspect you'll get it wrong, but um, play along. Okay. Um, this is a, uh, did a, did a Democrat or Republican say this? Okay. Um, this is, uh, a, this person is talking about Mike Johnson, the speaker of the house, the Republican speaker of the house. Okay. So put the Bible down and get to work. I'm tired of hearing about your biblical worldview. If that's what a committed Christian does, you're going to lead young men to start looking at Islam. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Now, Obviously, I'm taught uh, those are the words of someone who's on the absolute fringes of the fringe, clearly, and not somebody who formerly worked in the White House, let's say, hint, 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 um, or was even, um, uh, I don't know, pardoned by a president. That's Steve Uh, Bannon talking about Mike Johnson. Wow. Yeah. Put the Bible down and get to work. I'm tired of hearing about your biblical worldview if that's what a committed Christian does. And again, this is over a continuing resolution. This is a, this is budgetary BS. And and they don't have the votes to change the buzz, budget. They just do not. There is uh, the uh, right now I I want to say it's like a, they've got technically a two-vote majority and that yeah. is and and the Freedom Caucus are trying to like stranglehold every other Republican to not vote for uh, the immigration bill. You know they they're still smarting over their, the voting on the uh, Infrastructure Act, and you got a lot of Republicans out there who would like to get, I, I guess, reelected. The ones that aren't dropping out, or the ones that aren't in a super red district who can kind of count on it. They don't even have to work or work at it. They run unopposed by the other party almost every time. Those mm. folks, for some reason, think that all their choices in Congress are binary, and they can't figure out why the vast majority of their uh, you know their fellow Congress persons are not going along with their harebrained scheme to crash the government. It, they seem genuinely confused. Chip Roy, of all of them, seems like continually just flummoxed by the idea that not everybody else can just count on a 60 to 70 percent red district all the time or can ignore the growing turn in the vote caused by extremist policies like going after Roe v. Wade, settled law, and they decide finally, and Trump, these other guys, and we got to take a break. Uh, it's House Park okay. Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. We, these guys seem to, th- to have gotten the totally wrong message from the lack of a red wave. And Trump is, uh, for lack of a better word, trumpeting his uh, is getting rid of Roe v. Wade like he didn't get the memo like he did they don't see the train coming and when you have pollsters like Rasmussen running out there and going we polled 
50 Republicans and 50 Democrats and 50 independents. And while Democrats win the vast majority of the independents, it's an even swath between Democrats and Republicans as far as how the vote could go. And therefore, it's a it's a five percent margin and Trump might even be up in areas where people aren't even identifying as Republican anymore, where they're not even bothering to vote. Even the people who clamor and say, I can't wait to vote for Donald Trump. Half of them aren't going to vote. It's bizarre. He's talked them out of it. He spent three years telling them what's the point. Yeah. And and and, and, and result, now, every yeah. time you stick a microphone in front of him, he is not awe inspiring. No, not at all. Although uh, unless you're Nikki Haley, who I, I guess congratulations to her on being the Speaker of the House. We'll be back right after this. It's the Healthworks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk tonight. Sexy Liberal, sexyliberal.com slash tour. If you want to come see us, we're coming to your town. There's some dates that are going to be announced this week. I'm very excited. We'll be back. Welcome back to the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. So um, I, I, I won't be able to call it up right away because I was talking about it during the break with Johnny Million. But uh, Biden gave remarks to a bipartisan conference of mayors yesterday, okay. uh, about an hour long speech, uh, you know, part, you know, regular remarks, you know, with a teleprompter. But then, you know, off the cuff, you know, chit chatting a little bit too, saying happy birthday to Mayor Pete. By the way, uh. can we just for a moment, Johnny Million, you and I, it's Paul Stanley's birthday today. Oh and can I just God. say happy birthday, Paul Stanley. We love you. True what a legend. Great, a true legend. Good man. Good, a great talent. A, a lovely human being on all fronts. I've been, it's been, you know, the, the couple of times I've run into him um, where, you know, and the shocking fact that he knew my name, um, like without me prompting it was yes, just extraordinary. Insane. It's crazy. Yeah. He actually called out to me in a hallway. In, in, in Miami at a radio station when my back was turned, like he knew uh-huh. I was there because I just been tired, like just and just a sweetheart, really talented guy, works really hard, gives a, a damn about the fans has always been. He's I would say he's the gold standard that changed how bands treat their fans because his constant hammering of that point yeah. in every interview since 1976 <laughs> meant that you were either at that standard or below it. Period. And yep. everybody, you know, everybody, every band member you hear, you know, talking about if it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't even be here and all that stuff. Country artists, they're all copying that. Garth Brooks, as big a Kiss fan as he is, oh, yeah. all of all of his, you know, his fan talk is like direct quotes from Paul Stanley. Yep. And he means it. I'm not saying he doesn't mean it, but sure. he, but it, it he, you know, Paul raised that awareness, especially. And I and I. Uh, just like honoring the people who show up and and spend the most valuable commodity in their life with you, which is their time. Yep. Um, is, you know, should should be shouldn't uh, it shouldn't be a lot of work for artists to recognize that. But it often is. Yeah. And um, his, you know, his his contempt for the uh, I think it was the I want to be alone crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is directly related to that. So happy birthday, Paul Stanley. Fantastic. And happy birthday to Pete Buttigieg, whose birthday was yesterday. And mm. and Biden and everybody in the room sang happy birthday to him. Now, the reason I bring this up is because Biden, uh, you know, he 
in his remarks, in these remarks, he's talking to, I mean, his mayors from Republican and Democratic cities all gathered together to talk about a myriad of issues, you know, infrastructure, immigrant, immigration, crime, all that kind of stuff. And it was a pretty far reaching speech. But there were a couple of times in it where he not only talked about the people that were in the teleprompter that he was directly, he was specifically calling out in the speech, but he also just kind of off the cuff pointed out like nine or 10 people in the crowd was like, you know, you know, Sam Johnson and Gary, Gary Winsbury's over here. It's like, good to see you, pal. Like he's just naming all these randos that are not only just, not only some of them, not the mayors, but like people on their staff, (laughs) right? You mean people that can't do something for him? Yes, right. People that have nothing to do with doing favors for him. And um, and he makes this joke at one point, which was uh, there were two points in it that I thought were highlights. One was he makes this joke um, where uh, he, he's like, I like you know, I ran for office in D.C. because local politics is really hard because everybody knows where you live and they think you can do <laughs> stuff you can't. So, they, 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 you know, they want stuff that it's way above your pay grade and you can't That's do funny. it, you know? And so they'd knock on your door. Why can't you fix this? And like, cause I'm a, I don't know, I'm an alderman. I don't know. You can't yeah. do that. <laughs> right. But the, and so, and then the other one was they, you know, he talks about the infrastructure bill and, and how uh, most of these Republicans who are against it, he go, when they say, you know, they're against the infrastructure bill, he's like, okay, well, I'll see you at the ribbon cutting, see you at the groundbreaking, right. which he does every time. And at one point, there had been this kind of side conversation about Donald Trump, and he goes, uh, "Like, and it, the, it was like the elephant in the room." And um, and, he, and the idea being is that Trump was always like challenging him to, you know, to whatever this and that, like have, have a, a debate or just doing something. I don't know, running a flight of stairs with him or some silliness, which Trump would fail at miserably. But the but he goes at one point, he's just making remarks and he goes, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, the, tell the former president I'm busy right now, <laughs> which is the idea is that the joke. That's the joke around the White House is that, uh, you know, every time Trump says something, they're busy passing a bill. They're busy getting stuff actually done, you know, and 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 the weird part is and I don't know how I I don't like it. I feel like they're up to something. (laughs) Right. They are up to something. Um, They're they're up to like saving the economy post uh, a, you know, major crash caused by by world events, which is exactly (laughs) what Obama had to do in the first four years of his presidency. Um, by the way, the S&P um, just closed at an all-time high. The uh, Dow keeps br- breaking records. Now, we know that both of those things aren't necessarily the economy, but they sure are the economy when Republicans are in charge. Yeah. That's, that's I think, the thing that stands out for most people. And I think that's the, why you bring it up. Why we bring up the stock market is not necessarily that this is an all-in indicator. I'll tell you why. Because there are multiple ways you can say the uh, the, specifically the administration is doing good things for the American people. There are ones that the Republicans will either balk at, criticize, or flat out just deny, and, or they think is a bad thing that the rest of us think is a good thing. For example, um, Biden just uh, um, forgave another $5 billion in student loans for uh, 74,000 borrowers. These are uh, people who in the public service loan forgiveness program um, should have had their stuff forgiven, um, but for, 
snags and issues, some of them related to COVID, some of them related to just paperwork, just effectively just went, you're good. And these are nurses, teachers, firefighters, um, people in the in, in public sector, people who do jobs that are, you know, that are beneficial overall to the society as large. And so the public service loan forgiveness program has been around for a long time to support those kind of things. Cause we need more nurses and we need more EMTs and we need, yep. you know, teachers and firefighters and the like. So if they had to get a, a degree to do it, it's, it, you know, in many ways, it's the equivalent of when a, a, a company levels up their employees and, and pays them to take continuing education courses. My mom as a nurse had to take continuing education courses as a nurse. And the, you know, oh, yeah. and there's a cost to that, but the government absorbs most of it because we need them. We need nurses to be up to date. Right. So some of these were even more expansive. And so Biden simply just used the, the ability that he does have to forgive those loans that I think that's a win. But the Republicans are not going to see that as a win. They're not going to see that as, uh, you know, him promises made, promises kept, him keeping within the, you know, the limits of his abilities as president. He, you know, he can't do everything, but he's doing everything he can. And, uh, but the stock market is one of those areas where they seem to think that, that was the indicator. You, you watch that thing, you know, Trump with his whole like the, it was going up like a rocket ship or. Right, right. You know, or whatever the nonsense he was talking about. And now, all of a sudden, and I mean, Trump even gave away the game. He, during his presidency, he said, you know, his numbers were fake until I got into office, and now they're real. I think they're real numbers when I'm here. And and that is the game. That is ultimately what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and by the way, CSL, thank you for doing that. It, I, I have the mayor's video I simply did not have it at, queued up to the point where he makes that point. And that's the hard part. So um, anyways, Biden yesterday in this doing the regular work of a president, having this bipartisan meeting with all the, you know, huge groups of mayors from all over the country, group of mayors from all over the country, Republican and Democrat and independent. Very normal gathering, quite frankly, wonderfully boring on so many fronts. Uh, and then more they had, that. yes, more of that. And then they had, you know, little like talking circles and breakout groups and administration officials from different areas making the rounds to each of these groups and hearing what they had to say. And, and, and while the, you know, while the president is dealing with the fact that Iran fired on Pakistan and the Houthis are still trying to clog up the the Suez Canal to to basically destroy Egypt under the, while pretending it has something to do with, Israel and Gaza, which it does not at all, just for the record. Uh, we got to take a break. Um, but this this regular normalcy in the face of real challenges is so refreshing, especially when you contrast it to Donald Trump's sweaty, angry, doddering nonsense about Nikki Haley and witch hunts and hoaxes and how he wouldn't have, you know, it, E. Jean Carroll's not attractive enough to sexually assault, even though he mistook her for his ex-wife in an old picture in court during a deposition. <sighs> I, you would think the contrast itself would just kind of settle it and, and people would just know this and get on. But we still got to get out that vote, folks. We'll be back yeah. right after this. Hmm.
It's a bull market. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Oh my God! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Can I just say, uh, on, on so many fronts... Um, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world. And by the way, Philip Bittner will be joining us an hour or two to, from Ukraine to catch us up on what's going on there. Because um, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but apparently the Ukrainians on the down low have just been uh, beyond. We, we've heard a lot about the individual fighting and the, and just Russian soldiers, unfortunately, being thrown into a meat grinder mm-hmm. by their leadership. But apparently at the same time, the Ukrainians are shooting down some major aircraft like giant spy craft um, from yeah, it's it, making huge gains in that regard, kind of under the radar while while the rest of the world is distracted, which is what Vladimir Putin had ultimately wanted. It, it seemed right. like he wanted that distraction because he thought it would benefit him. Ultimately, it's not. It may have temporarily, but right now, not so much because it has distracted the critics like Marjorie Taylor Greene and others and Matt Gates. it makes their arguments against Ukraine look watered down and like old news when everyone is sort of focused on Israel and Gaza and Iran and mm-hmm. the Houthis and all that kind of stuff. It looks like they're still in the same way that Trump is always harping about get uh, Afghanistan being the most embarrassing thing ever. To me, I got to okay. say, the most embarrassing thing about Afghanistan was that we were still in for 21 years after he left office. I would have why it, every day you stayed in past the point that you didn't need to be there anymore was embarrassing. The only yep. the only excuse for staying longer was to try and coordinate an exit based on a plan that had been sabotaged from the very beginning by Donald Trump releasing a bunch of uh, like. Uh, Taliban fighters ahead of the evacuation. Great plan. Here's a good idea. Here's a good idea. And I I don't know why this never came up. And, you know, far be it from little old me to kind of interject amongst the the very, very fine, very smart people, very smart people, the best people, hashtag the best people. Far be it from me to try to second guess these dum-dums. But I, I, I... Having never read Art of the Deal, I would have floated the deal that – are you opening a beverage that's very loud or are you learning to tap? No, that's me snorting. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, that was full on snort. That's amazing. I thought it sounded like a can opening. That's incredible. Um, Sometimes I sound like something else. That's true. I don't need – look, uh, the, I'll put the money in the stump. Just release my family. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, don't, uh, uh, by the way, Johnny million, I don't have to warn you. I have a particular yeah. set of skills. So, yes. um, oh, do tell. Here, I want to hear about your skills. No, simmer down. So it, here's the plan. Here's it. See if this works for you, Johnny million. And again, okay. am I hashtag the best people by their standards? Probably not. Do I hashtag use the best words? Certainly on my regular stream. I do because I use uh, my big boy vocabulary, which I can't use on the air. But um, for the for the record, here's here's what I would have done. Work with me on this. You're negotiating an exit with the with the Taliban 
about getting our people out of Afghanistan. We are going to leave Afghanistan. We know this. We're setting a date for them to, for us to get out. Uh, and the idea is you leave us alone. We'll leave on this date. Mm-hmm. Seem, uh, okay. That's the first part of it. That was the, that was, that was Trump's conditional surrender. That was his like, we'll back out of the room. You know, it's the old, uh, Donald Trump is a living embodiment of the old Carlin joke. Things you never hear, uh, like, uh, do what you want to the girl, but leave me alone. That's, right. the, you know, Donald Trump is the living embodiment of that very thing. Here's what I'm saying. You're going to release 5,000 Taliban fighters. That's the, this guy says, okay, but it, it, these guys have to be released. I don't know about you, but especially with this, all this talk about you take the military out last. You know, and Trump seems to hammer that. You take the military house, which, by the way, Biden did. They send in 6,000 extra people and to, for the evacuation. And the last people to leave were military. But whatever. I would have said to Abdul, um, I, I would have said, OK, we'll release those 5,000 fighters. After we're out of the country. How about that? We're going to agree on this date that we'll be out of the country. And on that day, you don't do anything up to that point. We leave and your guys get out. Cool, cool. We're just not, we're not going to release them while our people are still in country. Sure. And while we're trying to extract our staff and the people who helped us, especially the people who you will kill for either supporting us during this or being women or gay or smart or both. And yeah. just in the art of the deal, that seems like, that didn't occur to anybody. That didn't, right? That that didn't that didn't come up at a Trump strategy session about getting out of Afghanistan. Other than, I guess the whole argument is let's pretend to get out of Afghanistan, which was really the ploy because the yeah. goal was never to get out. They were going to keep um, Bagram, or yeah, they were going to keep Bagram forever, right? We're going to stay the biggest military base in the country, and we're just going to stay there. Which is not leaving, for the record. It is not leaving. If you'll notice, the um, the, leaving. Yeah, we we wound down the Iraq War, but we're not out of Iraq. You know, what I mean, technically speaking, nobody ever said. Uh, e- even George W. Bush and his mission accomplished stuff wasn't. We're getting out. We're leaving Iraq. Nobody even talked about it like that. We have a military base to help stabilize the government there. We're there out of their permission, in the same way that we were there. At, we were in Okinawa for a time for the same very same region, and now for secondarily strategic reasons. Still not out, though. That's not out. (laughs) And the same thing happened in Afghanistan. No. Does it matter? No, because Donald Trump is ultimately not going to be president again, and he's a loony bird, and that's that. And I can't imagine that anybody thinks that he's going to come up with an actual functioning plan for anything. Let's just give him two weeks. Yeah, well, that's right. That's good. Good point. You know what I mean? We'll revisit this in a couple of weeks, Johnny Million. How about that? Um, you did open a can, you crazy person. That's what that I opened like. it when I showed it before, when I was telling you all about it. Oh, maybe there's a delay. <laughs> 21 minute delay. That's right. That's right. The, I blame the Internet. OK, so, yeah. So, so, you know, let's, let's be abundantly. Yes. Trump wanted to bring the Taliban to Camp David and all this stuff. And it never occurred to anybody in that White House, maybe release the 5,000 fighters after we're gone, especially if you want to take every nut and every screw and every bolt and every whatever. This is silly. Meanwhile, in the fantasy land, the fantasy football version of Donald Trump's military, you know, uh, 
I don't even know if there's a doctrine. Is there a Trump doctrine? Let uh, I mean, oh. I, I think the Trump doctrine is let them have it and then let them have it, which is uh, um, hit everybody, even if there's civilians in the way and do not yeah. care. Don't don't no heads up, no warning, no nothing. Just kill everybody in the area. And it's a sign they, of weakness. they shouldn't. There are, yeah, it's a sign of weakness if you let them know and they'll just take advantage or whatever. And then after you do that, give that space to the Russians after you clear you know, uh, Syrians and Kurds out of a certain area, um, you know, through drone strikes and other stuff, give the base to Russia to take over. If you're going to be in Africa as part of a UN peacekeeping force or whatever, just leave. We don't need to be there. What the heck for? They don't have anything we want. If we we're supposed to keep the oil. If there's no oil to keep, then we get out and just leave it to the Wagner group to, to join in the fighting and just start engaging in war crimes because what's the difference we don't care about those people they ain't us um uh josh in the chat is going remind me why he released the prisoners i don't know i don't think he knows i think it was just it it, technically to to kind of grease the deal Uh uh, do you think abdul would have not taken the don't kill anybody and we'll leave by this date on its face. That's what they wanted. The, the 5,000 fighters, there was no material reason at all why you had to do that. It, it, yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, so anyways, we'll, we'll talk about some of the, you know, because Philip Bittner's been through that area of the world a couple of times as well, and we'll address some of that. But, you know, there are enough real challenges in the world. Most of them, by the way, teed up by Donald Trump while he was in office through his just total disregard for the realities of the world. Again, you can track back Yahweh Sinwar's um, idea of a fake ceasefire, where a rope-a-dope, where they could trick the Israelis into thinking that they were ready to normalize relations, to Donald Trump recognizing the Golan Heights, uh, you know, uh, as uh, Israeli territory, you know, moving the embassy and co- and recognizing Jerusalem as the capital. There was a reason why previous presidents were loath to do that or slow moving in it as the two state solution moved along. And he simply just blew it off. Why? Who cares? What difference does it make? It's not going to do anything. It's not gonna... and, and ultimately, he's like, we did it and nothing happened. No, exactly what everyone knew would happen happened, except they were just more, I guess, strategic with it is all. Because a couple of weeks later, uh, Yahweh Senwar sends a letter to to Benjamin Netanyahu um, that says, you know, let's take a chance. He writes it in Hebrew. Take a chance on a conditional ceasefire. And he did. Netanyahu did. He took the bait. He actually, sucker that he is, said, yeah, let's 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 try peace like the maniac genocidal psychopath that he is, apparently, he started <laughs> allowing you crazy person. You did it again. Is, is that another? Did, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. What, what kind of sound am I making that sounds like a, a pop can? I don't know. The, the chat's going to back me up, though. Um, I have no anyways, idea what no you're idea, hearing. What you're hearing. Oh, quit it. Okay, so the, <laughs> so the. It, all during, the, during that part, like Sidmar sets up this thing where he's like, we're going to. Yeah, see, the chat room heard it, too. I'm not crazy. It sounded exactly like a can <laughs> opening. 
Um, so it, 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 if something's wrong with your cat or we'll uh, figure out somebody, you're, somebody snuck into your house. They jimmied a window and it's, it sounded like that because it's frozen. Now, the, the, you know, for all the criticism against it's Benjamin Netanyahu and it, there, it, the reasons for it are legion and worthwhile. He did take a chance on peace with Hamas about five years ago. And the answer, and that that's where the whole like Netanyahu's been funding Hamas, right? You've heard that Netanyahu funded Hamas. Okay, one of the reasons mm-hmm. was because they were trying to basically buy the peace and stabilize this. In the same way that you know other countries have tried to do this, and and like and by the way, it worked with the PLO and the PA largely in the West Bank. But for all the settler dust ups and stuff that they have in general, especially compared to Gaza, there's not just missiles firing all the time, right? out of the West Bank. It doesn't happen. Right. Um, partly because of the Jordanians and a bunch of other reasons. But and it's hard to argue you're in an open air prison in the case of the West Bank when the bor- the biggest border almost is the Lebanese border. So Netanyahu takes his chance on this that uh, 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 this guy basically says on October 8th, we we got you. We suckered you. This was never a real one. We used the money you sent and all that stuff to build up for this day, and we're going to keep doing it, and uh, and that's that. You're you're, uh-huh. you're you're an idiot, and you you believed that we were interested in peace because you're weak. So now, over the last couple of weeks, oddly enough, um, the the conversation about whether or not there can be a two state solution is is in question once again which it has been the entire time or it would have been settled on a long time ago. And uh, in large part, it's because of two things. The, the, the total untrustworthiness of Yahoo Sinwar and the Hamas guys as basically suckering people into uh, baiting them to look the other way, effectively um, pulling a Jamie gum and pretending to wear a cast and asking somebody to help them get a, a sofa into the van and then, they end up in a well. That's the that's the strategic. I mean, it works, yeah. Hal. You it does. Just don't knock it. <laughs> I don't say tr- until you try it. You yeah. Weirdo. Yeah. No, but it 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 abs- it does work. It absolutely does work. It only works though when your opponent is civilized. Mm. And there's this belief system that Donald Trump was uncivilized, and therefore he protected us from these kind of things. That he was this loose cannon. That these folks, you know, thought, okay, this will, you know, this will scare everybody into not doing so, which is not the case at all. All it does is go, we've got a friend in the White House, we can do stuff underground, and he will keep people off our back while we develop more nukes and do all kinds of stuff like that. So there is, uh, you know, the Middle East is has been a mess my entire life, um, yeah. and and I think mo- during most people's time, and so. It is hard to not look at this, the current state of affairs, as horrible as they are, as yet another, you know, sort of like a, a high tide moment in this kind of stuff, right? Sure. Um, right? And I, and I don't know where there's an out for it, simply because you, when you boil it down to it, the issue is magic rocks. Folks on either side of that conflict think that some rocks on Earth are more magic than others. And they got, and they want to be near the magic rocks, and that's uh, that is a recipe for disaster, and it always will be. Religious beliefs, uh, all aside, 
that would I would categorize that as superstition. Superstition says this is a magic rock, and if I'm near it, I'm closer to God. That's not religion. Um, as a matter of fact, that it, that I guess it adds natural physics to the existence of the of a post-temporal or metatemporal uh, metaphysical being and makes no sense. We're going to get to a giant conversation about metaphysics. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and then I'll start doing Steve Martin bits. We won't have time for this. Um, at any rate, um, folks, not a joke. The, uh, um, we'll, we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. And then, of course, at the top of the hour, uh, Philip Bittner will be joining us from Ukraine. It's the Health Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. <laughs> You're locked into the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. So it is not particularly difficult to find uh, the you know videos of the Houthis giving in, in standing in lines in formations giving the Nazi salute. Yeah, yeah, um, and and you would think that that would be kind of an automatic tap out, like. How about no? It's a heck of a deal breaker for a lot of people. Yeah, that that's that that would be the one area where you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, um, you know, there obviously there's been, uh, you, you know, uh, over the years, there's been a lot of, a lot of talk about how you know the the Middle East has a curious fascination. Certain countries in the you know have a curious fascination with the Nazi regime. Some of them strictly and only because of how much they share a hatred for Jews. Right? That's the that really is I the mean, primary one. Yeah, I mean they they have a what's not to like reflex around the Nazis and Nazi memorabilia and stuff. And again, in in Damascus in Syria, you can buy stamps with Hitler's face on it. Um it's uh, you know the the and there's a there's an odd kind of historical, you know, the Caucasus Mountains being the root of where Caucasians come from, the, you know, the uh, Iran's name effectively being the land of the Aryan means the land of the Aryan people. That The Aryans are believed to be these white Persians through there that are above the Arabs and this back and forth between the two of them. But the only thing that they equally hated, the Aryans and the Arabs both together shared was a hatred for the Jews which refused sublimation and slavery and, and, you know, I guess I mean, through the, the whole, like the pro- full disclosure, that's how and I met in a group in high school with many of these same beliefs. That's true. That's true. I mean, it, it was, cause you know, and, and it, it was after wasn't, school we activity. There. It was. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was, I thought it was an ironic group at first. Turns out it wasn't at all. No. You know, and I, I obviously quit. And Johnny's still got his uh, Dakota ring. But um, the but it, honestly, there's any messages. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll change their minds. Right. Yeah. Like hope springs eternal. You got to see the yeah. light in everyone. Um, but yeah, we're he's kidding, folks. This is an absolute absurd joke. <laughs> there's some folks that are like, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, it, it, the odd part is, is that how many. What I would say is people who envision themselves or state themselves being leftists or left of anything, uh, I guess left of Donald Trump uh, qualifies as left for, you know, the Glenn Becks of the world, but um, or people who view themselves as progressives, anybody who uh, calls themselves a progressive and supports the Houthis in any form has got to kind of answer to this whole 
thing about why are you supporting this group who stands in long lines there? It says on their flag, death to America, death to Israel, a curse upon the Jews. What a messy um, flag. It is. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, there's a lot of, I mean, it's more, it's more like some a, colors and symbols on there. Yeah. No, that's not enough. Johnny. It's a, people can interpret colors and symbols many different ways. It's, it leaves too much room for ambiguity. <laughs> you got to appreciate their directness. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got our stars and our stripes and the red stripes but and the what white does stripes. It mean? And, yeah. But what does it really mean? Instead, they just have like a, a it's basically, Imagine if the Unabomber's manifesto was stuck to a flagpole. That's basically yeah. what the Houthi flag is. Yeah. And and it's it, you know, it's not that um uncommon. Um and the and, and somebody in the chat room said it's you know, we're in a world divided and there's sort of an us against them, but I want to remind everybody this is not sort of an abstract. This is not us against them in kind of like a territorial dispute where we're fighting over orange groves and everybody needs to eat. Right. You know, this is uh, there, there is a mix. I, and I think this is an important thing. We'll talk about this with Phil when he comes back. But I think philosophically speaking, mm. there is a belief system in the in the Western world that there uh, that the differences between countries you know, nation states, flags and borders are all a mental construction that don't really have any meaning. Um, which, never mind the sort of racist and culturally dismissive attitude of that that says that other countries with their kind of extreme views of how the world should be run in so far as women and female genital mutilation and uh, and gays and uh, the stoning of adulterers and all that, that that isn't a profound belief on their part that they could just apparently they could just shrug it off the way you can shrug off your beliefs that you don't know you carry around all the time, like yeah. rule of law and, and equality under the law and those kind of things, which you take for granted, right? That that's what those nation states, those borders, those flags are actually about. And so when people when people say that human to human, there's no difference between people, they're kind of relating to a, 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 the philosophies that were laid out when most wars were resource wars, specifically about foodstuffs and the like. Um, these are also, by the way, the people who mock the idea of Thanksgiving, but we'll get to that later, I suppose, um, or somewhere around November. But the but the. The idea that somehow that they, it doesn't matter if we just drop all this stuff, everybody would just get along is not the case and has never been the case. And so at some point you do have to say, well, you support the rights of, you know, we, right now, women in the United States are in the fight of their lives from a rights perspective, because that right that so many took for granted that they should have control over their bodies and that if uh, they if an ectopic pregnancy that very well may kill them or make them unable to have healthy children in the future, um, uh, that cannot be removed in certain states because of uh, the the faux religious beliefs of a certain group of people who want to control women in this country. And that was allowed um, because people shrugged off the threat that Donald Trump stated specifically. In the Chris Matthews interview, there should be a punishment. There's going to have to be a punishment for the woman if she gets an abortion. They just shrugged yeah. it off. 
difference does it make? Um, the very people who recognize there's a very distinct line between what Republicans, especially current Republicans, believe and what the vast majority of Americans believe, quite frankly, and certainly Democrats, is a very distinct line. And if there isn't for you, I don't know why I should listen to you decry vote for being for or against voting in any way. I don't know what argument you're making. If there's no difference between you and Republican, we're not. I don't want to hear an argument about Democratic internal priorities. Get out of here. But if you can recognize that there's a distinct belief system between two parties in the United States, especially now under these things, you can recognize there are distinct political, social and religious differences between countries as well. And it, mm-hmm. your standard either is worth protecting and having or it ain't. And that's a that's a you know, that has to be part of this discussion. We are not talking about two tribes fighting over a valley where the apples grow. And if and look, we both need apples. And if we just learn to get along, we could share them and perhaps even apples. grow more apples together. Right. That's that is the level of in, of intellectual, spiritual and philosophical depth I'm hearing coming from conversations about the differences in the world right now. The And it unfortunately not only is does it kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater almost quite literally or into the oven? I suppose if you're a, a Hamas supporter, like some of these folks, but it also sets up a situation where you, you don't even recognize the values that you allegedly want for your fellow Americans. Right. Um, and, and there are uh, there's a recognition that uh, if it, uh, look, if Democrats stopped fighting for women's rights and gay rights and the rights of the poor and unions and that kind of stuff, does anybody think Republicans would go, OK, truce? We were only fighting against these things because you guys were fighting for them. Does anybody believe that? And so why would that apply to you know, especially wars that have been going on, you know, fights for thousands of years about the modernity against ancient beliefs. It's it's absurd. We got to, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Philip is going to join. Oh, there he is. He's going to be hanging out in the background. Um, we're going to bring him in and have a conversation about what's happening in, in Ukraine. And certainly it will. We will discuss Iran, Pakistan, um, Syria, all these places, because it's you know, it's all wound up right now. And partly because we've been shrugging it off. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at HalSparks.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the putrid sludge you're trowling out. Plus Facebook, Pimpstick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. Money. Welcome to the show, uh, Philip Bittner. Glad you can be with us, sir. Um, so much going on in the world, and uh, mm. and your expertise about these things will be immensely valuable, I think. But first and foremost, how you doing? I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay. I mean, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little frustrated with America's uh, lack of support um, or this mm-hmm. roadblock in their support for for Ukraine and and people right. playing domestic politics. Yeah. While Ukrainians are dying, um, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's not good. 
It's not good. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping for an you know break in the impasse, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I saw Crenshaw. Crenshaw came out. Dan Crenshaw just came out in the last like 24 hours or something, and said, right. you know, uh, and uh, you know, as far as Republicans go, you know, Crenshaw is a guy who you know I could at least have a debate with him, right? Um, and said, you know, how how that that there is a there's a there's a bill. It's sitting there. And, uh, yep. you know, do we, do we, do we want to resolve the situation on the border or do we want, uh, or do we just hate the Ukrainians and want to yeah. see Putin successful? What's what, right. what are these two things? Because the bill is there for the border, which is what the Republicans say is holding allegedly up their support. Want. Right. Allegedly. Um, right. it's sitting right there, but it includes support for Ukraine. So, what's the problem here? What's the issue? Yeah, or is it cynically, sadly, yeah. cynically, is it just they don't want to resolve the problem on the border because they can run through the election period, Correct. you know, running on that. So, and meanwhile, yeah, every day Ukrainians are dying. Right. No doubt. Um, I, I have to say, I think there's a, um, there's a, a reality of, um, you know, kind of a mix of both on you know, on the one hand, the vast majority of the Republicans are simply like, if we give this win to, um, you know, to Joe Biden this year, um, it'll it, it eats up their argument. You know I mean, I, I've said this before. Okay, So they I think they're screwed either way, because if they vote against this, then they lose their argument that, you know, they had a bill on the floor. Everybody said it was historical. This is, you know, comprehensive immigration reform. They got a lot more than they actually wanted. Biden's actually giving them a little more uh, you know, uh, changes in the asylum rules that they would like than is, you know, than is probably useful. Maybe even fails a constitutional test, which is fascinating, um, you know, and, and sort of counting on that happening so that they can get the rest of this through. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty it's it, you know, it covers all the bases and it's not ultimately uh, it's a great win for kind of it's what everybody wants, quite frankly. It's not just what the party yeah. wants. And I think that's the problem they have. But it will solve a lot of these problems in an election year. And he's already done infrastructure. And so to dunk on them by passing infrastructure and immigration reform, you know, while the stock market's raising, while the unemployment's down, like it's just politically it's just tying their hands. On the other hand, a bunch of them want to get reelected and they need this. So if they vote against this thing, they, they, they lose their argument. If they vote for it, they lose their argument. There really is no way out for the Republicans in this thing. And as long as Biden no. keeps the Ukrainian funding tied to it, it's going to go through. Certainly in the Senate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but the, the, again, the problem is, is the, is, is a small, I say small, it's, it, it is a vocal and mm-hmm. adamant yeah. uh, minority within the, the, the house. The, the 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 magas in the house, um, yeah. You know, uh, it's just it's uh, losing. It's they're losing a ton of power right now, and they're right. losing a ton of power. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, is, they've painted themselves into a corner. Yeah, they, 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 they're the dog that caught the car. Now they don't yeah, know what yes. to do with it. You know, the only you know uh, yesterday. I mean, and Roe and Ro was so devastating for them. Again, right. another instance of them catching the car and not knowing what to do with it. I mean, the modern Republican Party is is just. I mean, it's It's having the same hard fate that Donald Trump is having. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the the Nikki Haley mix around, but you know, one of the reasons he is yeah he 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 confused Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi multiple times in the same sentence, but partly because he's got Nikki Haley on the brain, and Nikki Haley 
is actually pro-Ukraine support. I mean, one of the things she she learned when she was at the U.N. was that this is serious stuff and that it's it's one of the primary reasons why she decided to run. The irony that Joe Biden ran because it was about the soul of America and he was seeing Donald Trump say very fine people about folks. And Nikki Haley's essentially, from a Republican standpoint at least, running on the same point. And she has also been eyewitness to what it is that Russia does with its power in the UN on the, especially in the Security Council. Uh, you know, they, they are disruptive. They're constantly obstructionist. Um, and, and they play really dirty, dirty tricks and games within the UN. And she saw that firsthand. And I've, I've, I've seen a, a number of press conferences with her when she's talking about what it is that Putin's Russia does. And it's like, well, clearly, this is somebody who sees this, you know, so I mean, well, it's like, whatever, whatever think, lines she's yeah. right. Who do you think is behind uh, getting this, the getting South Africa to file charges against the, uh, the Israelis um, mm-hmm. in the International Criminal Court? I mean, the, the purpose of that is to make a mockery of the court itself by the South Africans, uh, specifically on behalf of the Russians, w- because he's got a warrant out. If yes. you if you if you make everybody throw up their hands and go, this is just about just about airing grievances or, you know, you know, tit for tat fighting across stuff instead of actually dealing with this in a responsible way. By the way, after it's over, because the, the reality is the fear of the Russians is that after the, uh, the the fighting stops in Ukraine and and the Russians are defeated, the, the next step is the ICG. We're, we're looking at a major um, yeah. Nuremberg moment on the earth, mm-hmm. you know, as we yeah. go back through this and that, yeah. Well, and, and especially if, um, and I fully do believe, um, that there is, uh, despite some comments that have been made this week, I still am, am, I still believe that Ukraine ultimately is going to regain an awful lot of the territory it lost. Um, even mm-hmm. I am hopeful for 91 borders. I, I, I don't think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, and as we liberate, as Ukraine liberates cities and towns as they progress in regaining their territory, we're going to hear some awful stories. Mm-hmm. We're going to hear some really awful stories because, yep. I mean, we, we already have heard whether it was Hostamel or Bucha or, you know, take right. a pick. Um, uh, the way the Russians uh, come into a town you know, the first thing they do is round up anybody who is a leader in civil society or is um, identified as a quote unquote Ukrainian nationalist, um, which just means they they believe in a, a Ukraine. They round them up and they torture, imprison. Um, you know, they they have draconian methods like you have to surrender your Ukrainian passport if you want a mm-hmm. pension. If you if you are an older person and you need a pension from the state, you know you know you can no longer get your pension on a Ukrainian passport. You have to have a Russian passport. That kind of stuff, um, you know, all the way up to executions and 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 mass murder and things like that, which we saw, of course, in Bucha and, and other places. Mm-hmm. We're going to see more of that. I mean, I shudder to think what Mariupol, if and when, and I, again, I still believe. Uh, it'll happen Uh, when Mariupol in particular is liberated. We're going to hear some terrible stories out of Mariupol. Mm -hmm. Well, right. uh, Um, Yeah. Well, right now let's, uh, you know, the, the Wagner group is helping the RSF in Sudan. 
Okay, they are mm-hmm. the they are providing military support and soldiers on the ground because they are smuggling gold out of Darfur. This has been an ongoing thing for a couple of years, and since the the civil fight, civil war fighting in there has broken out anew, it just ratcheted it up. And um, there's a new U- United Nations report that as many as fifteen thousand people were killed in one village in West Darfur, just slaughtered, and the. Mm-hmm. And the Wagnerites are part of that. And 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 this has happened since Vladimir Putin has said, no, they're ours. They're not a paramilitary group that's running on their own. They, we built them. They're ours. They're, he's they follow our crazy. orders. We give yeah, them instructions. He, it, 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 can you imagine if the U.S. Navy SEALs went in and slaughtered 15,000 people in a village in this year? Like uh, the – and well, the, what would happen in we, this? We, we did have that happen. We did uh, not that. We right. we had Blackwater. We were we we had contract mm-hmm. fighters in yep. Iraq. I remember yep. it. I was in the Baghdad bureau when the firefight that ended up in a in a massacre in mm-hmm. a square in Baghdad when a bunch of Yahoo Blackwater guys came under fire and they panicked and started just randomly shooting people in a busy square in Baghdad. So we have had that happen, but the difference is we held them to account. And after that, Blackwater Blackwater was actually, if I'm remembering correctly, they were shortly after that expelled from being. um, They were. He had to rebrand and change the name. Remember? That's right. Betsy DeVos's brother runs this thing. So they had to, and they're not, she, which ironically they named it, this like the name is the same as the Patriot Jinping. something. Or- yeah, but it's no, but it's like X I, which is, and then you've got Elon Musk naming his thing with an X. I don't know. It's like the, I don't know all these guys yeah, who grew yeah. up, you know, taking supplements the- that have an X on them for testosterone seem to name everything <laughs> that way. Um, but, it, but we it, held it, them to account, whereas Wagner is not held to account. And as a matter of fact, it's promoted and yes. given another assignment. That's right. At That's no point. Difference. Did we go? These are our guys, um, yeah. and officially call them in. You know, as, as far as us supporting them. Um, you know, after and we they did hold. We held a, a full investigation. Now you can argue whether or not the investigation was properly managed or not. But right when that happened in Iraq back in, I don't know if that was oh six or oh eight or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, uh, we held a full investigation, and we did a whole. And then there were there were punitive damages that were sent out, and things. I, you know, look, it's there is no, Compared there is no, there's no, there's no um, proper compensation for a thing like that. No, no. But right. at least we tried. Whereas, again, on the Russian side of the equation, not only are they not being held to account when they do things like slaughter an entire village. They're promoted. They're 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 supported. They're helped. Yeah, uh, it's a so, very different mentality. The, imagine if you would, um, and we got to take a break, and we'll come back right after this. We're uh, talking to Philip Etner live uh, in Kiev, and uh, Johnny Million is farming questions from the chat, so that can, they can because the chat room has some questions for you. It's been a little bit. Um, Fifteen thousand people die in this one particular village, just one village in West Darfur. Fifteen thousand people. Um. Uh, by the uh, killed by the RSF, supported by Wagner Mercs. After not not during the time where like the Blackwater guys did something awful, and the U.S. government said you're no longer working for us, beat it. 
the opposite happened. This these deaths occurred and and uh, Russia hugged them closer, said, these are mm-hmm. our guys. This is our mission. This is what we want. And they were, uh, and it is just the amount of brutality yeah. uh, that's going on there right now. And I keep trying to make people pay more attention to it. And the and it just kind of gets dusted over in the same way the re- Ukraine war is kind of taking a backseat. And I, I it seems to me there's some folks out there that only care about a conflict when when a when a Jew is on the other side of the rifle. It, it's that that's the only time their ears perk up. It's really bizarre. Hmm. Because it's not comparable. we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more. Johnny Million, he's on YouTube and Twitch a couple times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think, now. That's um, right. Twitch.tv slash It's Johnny Million. We'll be back. Welcome back to the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. So, on, on the Ukrainian front... Um, the, the Ukrainians shot down an A-50 aircraft, a yes. spy craft. Over, yes, using the uh, Patriot. Yeah, over Sochi. Like, that's, that's, you know, well, like, close to Sochi, which is, yeah. um, that's a distance. That's a long well, way. And they only have, and these, okay, so these, the, the, this happened, I want to say through maybe four days ago, five, maybe yep. even as much as five days ago. They, mm-hmm. the, the Ukrainians, uh, uh, shut down two, um, command and control aircraft. Uh, in essence, what we would have is an AWACS, uh, which monitors, right. you know, everything in the, in the battle space, uh, whether it's on the air or, you know, in radio transmissions and, it's and they only have ten of these things. These the Antonov fifties, I think yeah. they were called. There's it was an Antonov and an Ilyushin. The Ilyushin landed, um, limped back to uh, Rostov or somewhere. Uh, but there were published pictures of how much damage was done to this thing. It's not going to be flying anytime soon. The Antonov, um, mm. of which the Russians only have ten of these things. Uh, is now is now uh, at the bottom of the Sea of Azov, along with the you know the the head of the Black Sea uh, fleet, uh, the Moskva. Uh, <laughs> it's collecting coral. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but this this thing is a major blow to them. Uh, and again, it was it looks like it was a Patriot missile system that was used to knock it out of the sky. And uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, when um, uh, Zelensky was in Davos uh, during this week, uh, he was singing the praises of the Patriot. And then short on the heels of that, we see a Bradley. I mean, this the, uh, everybody I, who pays attention to the Ukraine war, I'm sure, has seen this footage of a infantry fighting vehicle, Bradley, taking on one of the top tanks uh, of Russia, which – Infantry fighting vehicles are not supposed to take on tanks. No, it's right. Like, that was a big deal. Da- that, was, that was a da- viral David moment in it. Yeah, in the yeah, last David couple weeks. Yeah, and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and this, these two Bradleys uh, uh, d- disabled and uh, ultimately, I'm sure the tank was destroyed, but the crew had to get out. I mean, it was very impressive. We can give them good kit. The Patriot is mm-hmm. a great missile system. The Bradley is a mm-hmm. great infantry fighting vehicle. I'm not sure about our Abrams tanks because 
the there's lots of problems with the Abrams, but the you know the the Germans could give them more uh, leopards. Uh, there's been a dispute within Germany about giving them uh, cruise missiles, a cruise missile system they have called the Taurus. Uh, so it's you know it's not just America that's that's kind of dragging its feet. The French have announced that they are giving forty. Uh, cruise missiles uh, of the same kind of uh, the shadow storm, shadow strike that the Brits have. There's a joint British-France um, cruise missile system that is the one that, that hit the amphibious uh, landing vehicle about three weeks ago in mm-hmm. Novorossiysk um, uh, or Feodosia. Uh, those things are really, really powerful uh, as a powerful right. weapon system. And the Europeans, in some ways, are kind of starting to realize they have to, while while America works out its dysfunction and dithers and, and has this domestic stuff, the Europeans are starting to um, step up uh, uh, yeah, more and more. The Brit- yeah, yeah, they're backfilling. And the Brits have done some stuff. So I- I'm not I'm I'm not. I, I'm not pessimistic about the course of the war. I don't think things are going to change just because of what's happening uh, on the hill. It's just, it's in, it's it's not our position. It's not what our sh- position should be. We should be giving every weapon system that we possibly can, so that these guys can push Russia Defend back. Themselves. Because right. yeah, because if Agreed. we don't, let's they'll just yeah. go further. They'll they'll attack. Well, more. I mean. Uh, they, again, um, the the alignment of Russia and Iran right now, um, you know, is is a curious mix of them setting sort of a dog off the leash in their mind, and and just let or you know winding something up and assuming it will go in the direction that they want. And then there's this yeah. kind of odd yeah. scatter stuff. So right now, so um, the. A lot, it's sort of along the lines of the uh, the uh, the bombing of Nord Stream two. There's this back and forth about oh the U S did it and they controlled it and they're you know they're uh, you know we're we're ratcheting things up and it's going to be World War three because the U S you know attacked civilian infrastructure using proxies blah, blah blah all this back and forth. Same thing happened when two bombs went off at the at the funeral procession for Qasem Soleimani in Iran. To, you know, these are uh, two one. Uh, I think there were suicide vests inside cars or whatever. But ultimately, this idea that somehow they believe that they bombed this, they, the Israelis did it or the U.S. did it or both of us. Or is there a difference? Hand in glove, blah, blah, blah. Turns out it was ISIS. Turns out it was very distinctly the uh, uh, ISIS K. Um, and one of their subsidiaries, the same group that killed our people and a bunch of Afghans in the day in the in the last day of the Afghan uh, evacuation. And so Iran's response was to bomb a, 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 a place in Syria, a place in Iraq and a place in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. The, the Syrian spot they said was a, a, an Israeli spy site or whatever, which, you know, again, yeah. sure it is, whatever. It's a gray building in the middle of nowhere, call it what you want. And, and that's the greatest thing about it. Hitting an, an intelligence target is, how do you know? You know what I mean? You can always say, we yes. blew up a CIA black site helicopter. You can't find it because Moving it evaporated. Around. Good for you. Yeah. Yep. But the part where they struck Pakistan is probably the single biggest ratchet up of any of this stuff that was sort of, you'll notice Trump's not going, if I was in office, 
Iran never would have fired on Pakistan. ISIS never would have bombed oh, the well. funeral procession, right? <laughs> the way he's saying, well, for his crowd, that's far too complex. Right. <laughs> for well, his, I mean, I his crowd, think, the, the glazed overlook in their eyes would be like, who, who are we supposed to show up for? Right. Pakistan so, or, or, or Iran? Yeah, they don't know. Right. That's what I mean. Unless yeah, there's a uh, clearly distinct um, value point for him as a person, which would be Russian support, right. ultimately, I think, in his mind. Um, uh, and he doesn't get the whole alignment between Russia and Iran because he wants Iran to be the main bad guy, but Russia to be the main good guy. And so either this is a big piece of theater or he's just stupid. Well, or both. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, look, the, the West side of, of, uh, uh, like there's a, the whole, that whole region, um, yeah. Eastern Iran, Western Afghanistan, Pakistan, um, that whole mix there. Um, there's a lot of bubbling ethnicity, uh, ethnic issues and religious issues that are there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Islam, as we well know, but it's not just Sunni and Shia, but Islam yeah. is not a monolith. There right. are lots of subdivisions within all, you know, both Sunni and Shia. Right. Uh, so, you know, look, the whole conflict there is... Talk about a belief in, you know, borders and whether we should all be able to get to, you know, uh, and the, what I would call the Imagineer crowd who uh, think that... Um, that uh, John Lennon's song is is not a song about hope, but uh, but a constitution in and of itself that it'll just magically happen if everybody could just imagine hard enough. Like it's it's like the opening song for the movie The Secret. the The reality is those two sides are in an exchange. Like that's why I laughably like we talk about the United States has never been more divided than it is now is laughable compared to the divisions yeah. that we're looking at amongst Shia and Sunni. And the ver- there are ISIS variants that are fighting each other for mm-hmm. not being oh, yeah. violent enough. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And, and neither one of n- in those exchanges, neither one is going to go. You know what? Peace. We're good. Ever. Like it just doesn't happen. No. So the, the the question is, what do you do in that response? Do you just keep them? Make sure they don't get weapons that could hurt anybody but their own internal fighting. Is that what it looks like? Is that effectively what we're having to do with the Houthis? We don't give a crap about the Houthis and the Yemenis ultimately until they start firing outside their country. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it's it's, yeah. it's uh, in news bulletin. That part of the world is incredibly complex. Not to say that this yeah. this part of the world, but conflict yeah. is is often right. incredibly complex. It's just you know human beings and right. How we deal with this kind of stuff is is incredibly complex. And, the, you know, as far as it comes to this part of the world, which is far more my expertise than it is down in the Gulf or, or down in – even though I lived in Pakistan, I spent years in Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. Um, but because I speak Russian, uh, I'm far more comfortable speaking about this part of the world and and having lived here as well. Um, it, it You know, it it, it is incredibly – complex when 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 people go to war with one another uh over you know grievances that have been there for hundreds of years mm-hmm. um it is it is so it's it's just something that Americans don't understand because we don't have that history whereas here it's right these some of Take these that for granted just really ancient right yeah. yes 
we we take that 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 a fight is a fight is a fight for granted, and it is it simply is not. Um, let's take a break. When we come back. Um, there's a um, th- there's a power that the president has, which is called excess defense articles, um, that is stymieing Republicans' uh, efforts to try and shut down our support for Ukraine. I'll explain it in a second, and it is one of the ways that we are under the table kind of helping Ukraine as well. We'll be back. You're locked into the House Sparks radio program. Mega Worldwide. Oh, let me tell you. Um, so the president has the ability to use um, uh, this sort of excess military equipment Um uh, it's called the I want to say the EDA or some of the EPA that where they literally any any gear the U.S. government doesn't use anymore or is or, or has been replaced by something even one beta test up. We can you know the president has the ability to get rid of it, sell it extremely cheaply or give it away to allies. And we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this particular case, there is a um there's a reality that once we've already agreed on giving uh, Patriot missiles, for example, to Ukraine and some of the, you know, and the Bradley and other things, with it comes a long-term contract of what it means to get those things. We just don't dump them on your doorstep and say, see you later. They, you know, we have to backfill them. If you're giving them the gun, but you don't give them the ammo, it doesn't exactly work. It's not, it's not aid. So you sign these, you know, uh, part of the the agreement to do this and where the billions of dollars we've talked about goes and why Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest of these idiots seem to be confused about where where's the money going? Like, because it hasn't even left yet, some of it, because it a it's spent in the United States largely and it comes in the form of missiles that are built here and shipped over there later or in the future or over the next 10 months or what have you. Right now, he has the ability to take stuff that is, you know, one tier backwards and give it to the Ukrainians. And he has been doing it. But they're looking to ratchet that up if if there's you know any more of the delay from the Republican Party. He's just going to simply just go, okay, here's a giant dump of military gear for you guys to use. Uh, the only thing you know, the, the you know the question is, is do you guys want a border deal or not? Because they're going to get help. Ukrainians are going to get help. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. um, let's let's. Grab well, you know, there's a, there's yeah. one other quick thing before we go to questions yeah. is also there's a there's also a Russian aspect to the border. I have a friend of mine who's down on the border doing mm-hmm. reports about how there is a tenfold increase in at least Russians a tenfold increase in Russians down there who have some very dubious ties that are headed across the border. So. You could even you could even say that securing the border is part of our our effort to uh, stop you know, Russia. To, to, yeah, to stop Russia. But yep. the Republicans don't care about any of that. It's it's all for show. It's yeah. all just ammunition for political kabuki theater, so that they can stay in power and maintain and maintain power. It's shameful. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, that's that's mm-hmm. anyhow. So that's that little border part that actually does kind of infringe on yeah. what's happening here, and that's why I bring it up. But anyhow, I let's love how go they're to, like, to, there's to, been 15,000 Russians uh, discovered coming across the, the, the border, which is a, a huge ratchet up. And then we're like, well, then I guess we do know who's coming across the border. And I guess we do know where they're coming from. And I, I think we are interdicting them. And I got news for you. Uh, those might be the folks who are trying to get asylum, um, you know, to that are coming out of possible. Russia as well. 
Um, and sure, I don't know how much, how willing we'll be, uh, you know, to trust them in this process. Let's grab some questions because you and I could just okay. go. So, yeah. yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So questions Johnny. I've got. First question is from Connie Kelly. Can you ask Philip if the shortage of our EV radio electronic warfare technologies is making Ukraine rely on in-person warfare more than they would like to and how that affects plans? I mean, the, the the most important, well, there have been some interesting developments with electronic warfare stuff. I mean, there's a, the, apparently the Russians are testing out some sort of new uh, electronic countermeasures uh, in Poland because the Poland lost its, like a huge part of Poland suddenly went dark on the GPS system. Um, and, and, and that is attributed to some sort of new weapon that the Russians are, are trying to kind of block GPS, which is used in, you know, so many different things. Um, mm-hmm. but most of electronic countermeasures are fixating on drones. Um, and, uh, the Russians have had an advantage with electronic countermeasures, um, when it comes to drones, uh, whereas the, the Ukrainians have kind of had an advantage with sheer numbers and with the capability, uh, and just the, mm-hmm. the sheer, like, they're better drones. They, they, they have, the Ukrainians have better drones. The Russians have more drones. Um, uh, and d- does that affect uh, having to actually have direct contact with the enemy? I mean, again, that video that has been making the rounds of the Bradley taking on the Russian tank, there's an interview with the with the crew in which they mm-hmm. say, we just stumbled on that tank. We didn't know that tank was there. Um, and that's, that's when, that's when we started. And then the drone, and then a drone was sent over and all the rest of it. So I'm sure that, that, you know, uh, if you can't, if you don't have eyes in the sky and a lot of that is done by, you know, by electronic warfare and electronic countermeasures, then you're going to have instances like this. So, um, you know, well, it's, it's, it's a new war. Uh, drone, drone technology, which is a main part of this electronic countermeasure stuff and electronic warfare. Mm-hmm. It's new. This is all brand new. We're just all testing right. it out. So we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But I am a little bit concerned about what this whole thing happened in Poland with the GPS system. The Russians are no slouch when it comes to this. But then also, again, coming back to the Antonov that was shot down. And, you know, if we, if we give them, if we provide them, with the weaponry, we can we can cut them off at the knees when it comes to this kind of stuff too. Right. Yeah. Well, I I, th- I find it fascinating um, that uh, right about the time people are talking about this particular concern, right there that that they're that the Ru- the Russians are particularly trying to do these um, electronic attacks or, or communication attacks, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Is right before their the A fifty gets shot down and all these other things are happening. So it, it could very well be that the the Russians got out over their skis, showed where they were, and got their you know, yeah. and because they were using it, you know, so much of it um, that it they I, I guess that was there was a direct response from the Ukrainians. Well, and and again, the shooting down of the Antonov. The more we hear about it, it, it's it's again another instance of the Ukrainians just being so good at at yeah. fighting the Russians. They taunted the Antonov. They made mm-hmm. an attack north. Um, don't hold me to this exactly, but it's it's basically yeah. they made they made a feint north of Crimea, which is why mm-hmm. the Russians sent the Antonov all out over the Sea of Azov. And be, and it came within uh, shooting distance of the Patriot. It was 
they taunted out the Antonov by making a feint that made them go send their, you know, a very valuable asset. Not a lot of them in the Russian arsenal, and the mm-hmm. pay, and they and the Ukrainians went aha, you fell into our trap and shot it down with an with a patriot. You know, look, we again. I don't know how many times I have to say this. We give them the weapons that they need, and they will win this war. No questions right. asked. Agree. No, not Meanwhile, a, not a doubt in my mind. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's grab another question because I'll dive into this other story. There's this. Oh, uh, we can, so, yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, sure. uh, I got another question. This one's from Elizabeth. What's up with the Russian buildup in the north and destruction of the oil depots there? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, they were. They had well, a now on are, fire right now. Yeah. Are they okay? So the buildup in the north. There's concern that they're going to try another uh, a win, that they're going to try another offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of talk here about uh, a, a, like a major offensive, like an offensive the size of the original offensive, which mm-hmm. would even be like try and like try and strike to Kiev, which it would be would be suicidal in my opinion. But yeah. you know, uh, there's, is, a there's, of, there's a lot of there's a lot of that all the time. That's completely in line with how they do stuff. You know, it is. It is. Um, you know, they'll never take Kiev. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. never take Kiev. There's no way they don't have the manpower for it. Um, but, uh, there's, so if that's what you're referring to in terms of a Russian buildup, uh, in the kind of the North and the kind of Belarus, uh, so they, they sweep down through Belarus, uh, maybe come in through, uh, Kharkiv as well. Um, you know, they already have forces, uh, in the East around, um, uh, Kramatorsk and Bakhmut and Lymon. Right. Uh, there's the, there's the front down, uh, South around, um, uh, around Kherson. Um, but the build, yes, apparently there is, there are reports of a major buildup more on the Belarus side. And that could mean a, you know, some sort of new offensive there. We don't know. It's, it's a long way of me saying we basically don't know, but it is cause for concern. Now, if you talk about the right. fires, uh, in, in Russia mm-hmm. this week, uh, Ukraine admitted that they had a drone which flew 500 miles, which is no mean feat. A drone which flew 500 miles yeah, over Belarus, kilometers. yeah, mm-hmm. roughly a thousand kilometers over mm-hmm. Belarus, over uh, northern Russia, and uh, hit a weapons uh, factory depot kind of thing, and mm-hmm. more importantly, a fuel depot um, uh, just outside of St. Petersburg, and it was this massive, you know, de- devastating loss of a lot of fuel, a lot of weaponry, right. and that kind of stuff. Um, so that was that's something there, but I mean, then there's all the other fires that we are seeing around Ukraine. There, I'm sorry about Russia, um, that very well may be uh, sabotage. It's absolutely possible, mm-hmm. but it also might be a breakdown in the system because they are, you know, so many of their people who are actually supposed to be taking care of like their heating system. This is Russia right. in January. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, that they are they've been mobilized or that they can't keep the infrastructure kept up because of the sanctions. But either way, we are hearing reports from all throughout Russia of um, uh, centralized heating, which is what the system is in Russia, as it is here in Ukraine, being mm-hmm. knocked out. And you go into these apartment buildings and then you see footage from these apartment buildings and you've got frost stalactites, you know, you know, hanging from the ceiling in your, in your Inside stairway. Inside the building. Yeah. Room, sorry. Uh, oop, oop. I think we got you. You're, you're back. Did you lose me? 
You got Hello. you got a little squirrely, but we hear you just fine. Hello. Hello. You're there. We got you. Oh, you're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. Sorry about that. Lost you there for, That's a okay. for some reason. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, the fact Anyhow, that we can even so, talk to you where you are is amazing. Always. So, um, yeah, um, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back on the other side uh, with more questions from the chat room. Uh, this is House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. And then as soon as the show's over today, I got to beat feet to the airport. So um, we will. I apologize for not having a Midwestern goodbye. San Francisco. We'll <laughs> yes. I am happy, you are happy, let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny. I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky, you are lucky, let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy. I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you, chugga chugga choo choo, woo I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Yay! Fantastic. So, um, uh, th- there's, uh, you know, again, I try to not make my happy ending stuff, you know, based on schadenfreude, where, um, you know, it, where it costs anyone, but I have to say, the uh, Russia has been sending their Kinzhal missiles to China because China just discovered a bunch of their missiles were full of water and um, oh and got all mad. And and uh, um, that sounds like an insult. I, oh, you're full of water, pal. Yeah, you're you're. Mi- yeah. <laughs> well, your missiles are full of water. How do you like that? It's true. <laughs> um, uh, where both where the fuel was and where the explosive should be, which is hilarious. Oh, my. Um, so Russia sent them some Kinzhal missiles, I guess, to backfill. Those things, the 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 hypersonic missile that we just shot out of the air that weren't supposed to be able to be shot out of the air. And uh, and the Chinese, of course, are not so much interested in having them and buying them and continuing to be supplied them by Russia. They're just they're uh, what's what's the what's Trump's word for it? Yeah, they're de-engineering. (laughs) They're reverse engineering these things and then they're going to make them themselves. Um, And they were all disappointed when they started. them uh and they when they found out that they're just technically hypersonic <laughs> like for like for one millisecond of their flight path they reach the uh, like hypersonic speed and then it's all downhill I from think there my cat is too yes i've heard <laughs> her um so th- i just found that well, a lo- and a- yeah and along those lines though in that mm-hmm. same kind of theme was Iran saying, we're not giving any drones to Russia. We're not giving any drones to Russia. I don't know what you're talking about. And then Zelensky puts out a picture of himself like right next to a Iranian a Russian, Shahid yes. drone that's Shahid been shot drone, down. Right. He's like, eh, eh. Right. <laughs> what now? No. Well, yeah, you, you're not doing what? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. A liar so, says yeah. what? I'm starting. Uh, yeah, to, so. I'm starting to think maybe uh, you did tell your proxies in the Middle East to kick off another war to benefit Russia because they were losing so badly. I'm just <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah. Yes, so <laughs> um, let's uh, <laughs> grab a couple more questions before we run out of time. What do we got there, Johnny? I've got. I think this is from Can't Stop Lying. Are reports true oh, right. in Ukraine that Zelensky invited Trump to Ukraine to present his plan to end the conflict yes. in 24 hours? Yes. There's a wonderful interview with. It's not the Beeb. I think it's Channel Four out of Britain. Uh-huh. Um, 
and and the, and this is Zelensky speaking in English. If I'm if if if, if I'm correct about this, I, I only read the transcript. I haven't heard it. Uh, in which the um, the interviewer says, you know, Trump says that he can finish this in 24 hours if he becomes president. What do you think about that? And and Zelensky goes, well, he should come here. He should come here and explain <laughs> and explain what this twenty because he is not. And he, he right. Zelensky is so good about this. He, yeah, he says because he is not involved either Russia or well, pardon me, uh, has not involved either Russia or us in this grand plan of his to end the war within twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. So I invite him to come to Kiev and explain to us what his plan is for this in the war in 24 hours thing. It's a brilliant move. Right. It's yeah. a brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. a great, that's a, the that's sort of like that. Hey, do you want, do really you want me to uh, come in and honk the horn while you try to get my car to start? Like the, <laughs> what if we just trade positions? It's a lot easier to just sit there and honk the horn. Right. Well, yeah. especially since, cause we also had, we've had Biden here, you know, Biden mm-hmm. came here. And, and yep. you know, there was an air raid siren, and he was under risk, and, and make no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, the risk might have been comparatively minimal, but, you know, at least he showed up. And Trump, right. I mean, do you, do you think that Trump, Trump. would ever Trump get on a plane? Go, Trump literally yeah. said that he should he should have given himself the, like, uh, I don't know if it was the Medal of Freedom. No, it wasn't the Medal of Freedom. Like, he should give himself, yeah. like, uh, a Purple Heart or, you know. Well, he got, um, a, pur- like, he got a Purple uh, Heart from some some service member who was. No, I mean, MAGA. like, award himself he him, he said- because he went to the, because he went there for the, I guess, for to give Turkey to the troops one night and then flew right back. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. bit, that bit. When yeah. he went to Iraq, when he li- literally, like, landed in Iraq. Was there for two hours and went back. It was like for two, two hours and then yeah, like flew out. And again, but, but, but if we ever found out that that was filmed by the Pentagon, you know, for the safety of the president and blah, 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 and the, under the rights of propaganda that are allowed in, in wartime, we were, you know, we arranged for the president to just pretend to fly to Iraq and back. Uh, you know, he didn't go outside. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Nobody would. And that's what dogs well, Trump. He very yeah. well may have gone, but he didn't stay. He didn't walk around. A, a oh, yeah. And he never square. left a base. He never left a base. Never left. He never went. No, no, he, he never, never left the tarmac. Like they literally, yeah. the vehicle he was in drove in uh, under underground and he got out of it in an underground. Like, oh, my God. Can you imagine the panic of this that, dude? The whole thing was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was Zelensky's response to his whole "I could finish this thing in 24 hours." All right, come over and explain come it. Come on to me over and you haven't tell talking, me. You haven't explained it to either of us. For as far as we know, you haven't discussed this with the Russians either. So, what are you going to well, tell Putin how this war is going to end within 24 hours? And are you going to tell him? I got a feeling that his answers are torture the other family, the other people's families. Like, that's, yes, that's his answer. It's like mafia solutions, yeah. right? Yeah. But that he does not have the guts to carry out himself. That he, you know, no, he, he, he's he just talks. like you know, you know what could end this in twenty four hours? War crimes. Yeah, right. Yeah, if I just threaten to smash the testicles of your kids with uh, with a hammer, you know, uh, it, like it, it, the stories he yeah, heard from Iraq out. that he was rubbing his hands together. Right. Um, let's grab a couple more questions on that note. Um, before, <laughs> yeah, get done. Sure thing. All right. Oh, this is from David Zapin. Um, please ask Phil, is there any obvious boost in Ukrainian science fiction and fantasy? 
that's an interesting question. It's, yeah, there's, a, there's a there's a massive boost in um, literature. Uh, there's a massive boost in uh, films and uh, uh, yeah, art of all kinds. Um, and when it comes to science fiction and fantasy, um, the Ukrainians do have this thing about calling the Russians the orcs. So there's yeah, a, there, yeah. as you walk around as you walk around Kiev and a lot of other cities as well. By the way. You do see depictions of like Ukrainian soldiers defending against hordes of kind of undead zombie orc kind of creatures, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, um, from, from they, uh, they, they Lord of the Rings on that. Yeah, 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 the the kind of or, or zombies or you know mm-hmm. whatever, just kind of fantastic turning Russians from soldiers, um, you know, which is actually legitimate because it is arguable whether they're soldiers or just conscripts who are given a weapon and told, you know, run at the lines. But there's also this cruelty of the enemy that they're facing. And so they have turned it into this kind of fantastical thing where it's, we're not just fighting human beings. We're fighting these guys who have a completely inhuman mentality about, you know, the value of life and Mm -hmm. military conduct and all the rest of it. But uh, I am sure that there are out there guys who are working, if there haven't been uh, books put mm-hmm. out in Ukrainian already about, you know, metaphorically what, what Russia mm-hmm. is and what Ukraine is and using kind right. of settings well, that are it, either fantastic well, and they often or come out fiction. afterwards as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, let's let's grab another question. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, here's one from Linda Blanton. Uh, is there a shortage of drones? And if so, is there anything we can do to help? Figure that's a hmm. doable fundraiser, right? Uh, it is, and there are lots of um, groups out there that do that. Um, there, I don't want to say there's a shortage of drones, but you can never have too many. The, the they need more. Uh, and uh, as I said earlier in the program, um, you know, the, the what the Ukrainians have uh, as an advantage over uh, the Russians is that their their pilots, their drone pilots, and the technology of their drones, it, it surpasses what the Russians put out. The Russians just have more. They have, yeah. you know, they have dumb, dumb drones that go out there, you know, not exclusively, but um, I, I, I don't know of an organization that does it off the, off the top of my head uh, on my, on my YouTube channel. There is an interview with uh, a, 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 a woman uh, from Illinois who's come over to, to assist. And if you, Rima, and I always screw up her surname, uh, Zaladiakis. Uh, I'm butchering that, I'm sure. Um, but it's on my YouTube channel, and she has she has been involved in drone campaigns. And so, if you were to follow her on social media, I'm sure you could find a reputable one because I trust Rima, and I, I trust that Rima would not put things forward that, that weren't reputable. But there are lots of groups out there who are collecting money yeah. and who are also supporting people because it's also becoming indigenous now. Ukrainians are making their own drones. So yeah. it, I just out posted, there. I just posted in the chat room a link to people can donate uh, uh, via PayPal and other stuff. And, and they, it has the um, the organization number um, uh, for the Ukrainian Defense Forces to, you know, to raise money for drones. I yep. popped that in the chat. So hopefully people saw it. Um, there's a story about a a Ukrainian soldier that was saved by a drone. They rescued this guy. They saw him with a drone. He made it his call sign. Uh, he, he said his name and then he gave the call sign 300, which means he's wounded. They sent in a, um, uh, a they, the drone flew back. They sent in 
uh, I want to say a bottle of hot tea and medicine and a flashlight, a lighter and a flashlight. Um, and then basically to hold him off until, and then they sent in a group to rescue him. They couldn't tell at the beginning because he was so he was wounded that if he was Russian or Ukrainian. But he gave the call sign, uh, and they they found him. They went in, and there's and the other things the drones did was that they followed this rescue team in with uh with night vision and so the drone operators were able to you know fly out wide around these areas to let the soldiers know if anybody was near them at all and if they were in danger so they were like that value alone like we talk about this is really Hmm. the the drone wars have begun you know um there there is an element of the that's brand new to this that's uh, the only equivalent i think is like soldiers in the in the you know, battle, people in the battlefield in the 1400s listening to whether the birds freaked out to let them know whether there was somebody over the hill. Yeah. But these or radar. Flying, or radar. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, how, how much cha- that changed World War II? Yes. This uh, is the or, equivalent or, of that, uh, but with, but with like thermal I- imaging and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, night vision being able to find, make sure that these, the, the rescue teams land. They know there's nobody in the bushes around them. There's no snipers. You know, they mm-hmm. can travel very far out and then roll back and go, you're cool. Um, let them know the entire time. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I fully encourage everybody to find a reputable, uh, yeah. And if Hal, you've got got one that you mm-hmm. you think is particularly reputable, if you yeah. want to help in that way with drones, then I fully support it. I've I I'm kind of looking at organizations to do medical assistance, but um, yeah, drones are changing the the this war. Yeah, they're saving lives. Uh, they're 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 changing the face of of offensive they're not only saving operations. ukrainian lives they're saving so. russian lives because you don't have to kill somebody or endanger their life or put your guys in a situation where they might have to return fire if you have a if you have a drone showing you where mm-hmm. they are that mm-hmm. is so there you go anyways uh much love thank you guys for being we with us today it. thank you johnny million thanks everybody thank you, philip itner follow itner philip on x if you still do and then uh of course on threads philip itner and, and uh, check out his vlogs and we will talk to you again very soon be safe and i'll talk yep. to you guys later and then i gotta run out the door i'm gonna go bye do bye, have fun in san francisco i will i insist all right bye, bye everybody hometown okay all right